You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. Dan. Daniel. What it do, man? We had a beautiful weekend, man. I enjoy seeing you out in St. Pete. We're at the same corner at the same time. How you feeling? We did, yeah, dude. I'm feeling feeling great. Had a, a blast with you on Friday and Saturday. Uh, we were able to get out in the water for a bit. Got to see some dolphins. What else? It was a little chilly. Mm. A, little, a little chilly. I wish it was warmer. The, the wind was a little bit less, but can't complain. We uh, took the boat down, grabbed a nice little lunch. Now your wife was happy. Newberg was there. We had a we had a great old time. Did you have fun? Beautiful time. So let me give everybody lay it out for everybody. So I pulled up, uh, beat Dan at to the boat dock. Um, you know, just like to be punctual. Beat Dan. If I'm if I'm on time before Dan. That's like a plus in my life. I think I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I like to, I like to hold him accountable. And like, yo, where you at? You yep. know what I'm saying? So, like, I got one up on you. But I, I showed up, and yeah. I, I felt that breeze coming off the bay. I was like, yo, I don't know, Dan. I called Dan. I said, I don't know if we could go out. It's kind of cool, kind of cold. We might just want to go grab some dinner and just and just chill for the day. Dan was like, man, trust me, it's science. We go out in the water. It'll be fine. It wasn't totally fine, but it, it, was, it was worth the ride out. Uh, we had some great food. Seen a, a bunch of dolphins. I never seen that many dolphins on, like, not out to sea. So just riding from the dock to that restaurant, man, we seen a a bunch of dolphins. Um, the vibes was great. Got to see Tampa's intercoastal and the homes on the water. Dope vibes. Yeah, man, dude, it was funny. It was like I said, a little cold, a little windy. Uh, you know, I wasn't as worried about being on time because I figured, you know, knowing your history. You know, if I was 15, 20 mm -hmm. minutes late, we'd be all right. Turns out you were 10 minutes early. So that's yeah, on me. I'll get life. that fixed. Yeah, you got to change your life, man. Like a little bit at a time. 1%. <laughs> they don't love it. And then, and then got to see on Saturday. Had a great event over at the center over there in uh, St. Pete or, or I guess Treasure Island, wherever, whatever city it's actually in. But had a great time over there. Got to see you. And uh, how was the rest of your, uh, your Saturday evening and, and Sunday? It was beautiful, man. Um, I enjoyed St. Pete. That area is, is beautiful, different vibes. Every, every coast and every little pocket of Florida has a different vibe. There's a different vibe out there. So I had fun kicking it at the center in St. Pete. Um, I got to see some more of your dance moves. That's always fun. My wife always enjoys seeing you break it down on the dance floor. Yes. So. So that you I saw that you posted in on uh, Twitter about, I don't know, 16, 18 hours later because there was no tag or anything. So scrolling through and then all of a sudden – yeah, yeah, DM'd yeah. a message of, hey, I like your dancers. So I appreciate that. Uh, you know, populating the timeline all evening before I even notice. Yeah, I don't got to tag you every time. I like to get the surprise. Um, sorry, I can't get you to go viral. You got to work on your dance moves so you can go viral. I think they're too good for me to go viral for them being bad, but not good enough for me to go viral for them being good. Is that a fair assessment? I like, I like, I like your uh, film study right there. <laughs> other than that man beautiful time um i keep working stopped, up i stopped by orlando on the way back home but sunday easter was it was just 
family time, just relaxed at my dad's house for a little bit, came back home, kicked it with the kids. We had to come back and be parents and whatnot. Um, we were young single people, uh, young couple on the weekend, but when we got back, we had to be parents. So uh, just vibe, chill, Easter. What about you? What do you do Sunday? Uh, went out uh, for, on the boat again a little bit. Uh, very close to where you. we were on, on Friday. Yeah. Well, it was beautiful weather. It was a little bit warmer than Sunday. Saw a bunch of dolphins again, but ultimately just got out uh, to, to, enjoy the, uh, to enjoy the weather. We don't have a lot. A lot of these days in there is, is very, you know, nice and relaxing and cool, uh, but not too not too cold. So, uh, but had to get out, had to use that opportunity. Uh, had a, a couple yeah, other big things happen. Uh, was able to get uh, my first shot of the vaccine today, uh, so that was exciting. Oh, and then, okay. And then I told you guys, I've been making an announcement. I officially got into the UFMBA program as well, so I wanted to make that announcement uh, as well. So I'll be starting that in August. Uh, still staying here in Tampa, still going to be working my full-time job, but going to be doing FMBA program. So I'm excited to be a Gator times two. Uh, so if you have done that program, if you have any advice or anything else, feel free to reach out to me. But excited to uh, to be sitting down back in school in August for my MBA. Congrats, my boy. Congrats. My man. My man. Well, let's get on with the show. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, first off, I want to thank the Thomas Firm. The Thomas Firm uh, is no longer, for the time being, going to be sponsoring uh, you know this segment of the show. But really appreciate them. Appreciate Jed uh, Jed Lewis over there, or pardon me, Adam Lewis uh, and Jed Thomas over there. Great guys. Uh, again, if you need anything with uh, hurricane damage, storm damage, water damage, reach out to the Thomas Firm here in Tampa, 813-221-2525. Uh, but let's give a shout out to our friends over at Roof Soldier, which is a veteran-owned company that is going to specialize in all aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repair. So any leaks or damage or want a free roof inspection before we head into hurricane season in the next couple months, give them a call. They're willing to give you over $1,000 off a roof repair uh, or, pardon me. So give them a call, 1-877-ROOFS-FL or ROOFSOLDIER.COM. Again, 1-877-ROOFS-FL, ROOFSOLDIER.COM. Give them a call over $1,000 off on a roof replacement. I was talking to Jed today. He said a bunch of you guys have reached out, so we appreciate that. So before we get too far into the show, you'll notice that Ahmad Black is not with us today. Uh, Silk, you want to uh, dive into that a bit more? Yeah, it's not a deep dive. Um, Amai hit us up, and, and um, I hit him up throughout the week to see, you know, check the temperature of how he's feeling about the podcast and, and, and you know, um, where we was at business-wise. Uh, Amai hit me back and just pretty much just said uh, – or hit us back, me and Dan back in the group chat, and said that he just wanted to explore some other things and do some other things in a different direction. Um, so it's all love. Uh, Amai's going to do some other things, and, and, and we appreciate all the time Amai put into the show, um, the time that he was here. The guess he brought, and you know what I'm saying? Just we was able to pot cast with an all American national yeah. champ. So that was dope. Absolutely. No, we are forever grateful for what Ahmad did for our show. We appreciate uh the time that he gave almost two years. It's a it's a lot of commitment. And I think um, you know, we wouldn't be where we were without, you know, a lot of the help that Ahmad did. Ahmad's a great friend. Uh, Ahmad's a good dude. This is a hundred percent amicable, um, you know, separation. Uh, we wish Ahmad the best. We're here to support him in whatever endeavors he wants, and then maybe we'll have him on the show. And uh, you know, 
know, have him guest host once in a while. But uh, we wish Ahmad the best of luck. Uh, great guy, great friend, proud to call him a good friend. And we are looking forward to, to seeing what he's able to do uh, next in his life and his career and, and wish him, Katie, the rest of his family, uh, all the best. So very, oh, very excited for him. So with that being said, Silk, you and I have talked. We've talked to a couple people. A few little we'll, people. But we want to get everybody else's ideas. Yeah. We like the idea of a third host. Uh, Silk and I love the idea of having another person to bounce ideas off of. Somebody I just things. like you too. We could we could just you know give and go this. Me and yeah. you really need a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. This could right? be like a uh, a Pip and Jordan thing, but you know, every once in a while, if we can bring in a Rodman, or I'm a Jordan coach, though, just so you know. That, that's fine. Yeah, I'm definitely a Pippin. Definitely a Pippin. Um, but, but with that being said, we want to hear from you guys. Who, who do you guys want uh, as a third? We're not going to tell you who we've talked to. Uh, we're going to respect that. But who do you want? Tag them. Reach out to us. Let us know. We want to talk to anybody. It can be somebody big and famous. It can be somebody that you know maybe is under the radar that we've never heard of. We want to try to talk to everybody uh, and get uh, you know a potential third uh, on this podcast uh, that can bring the most uh, – Flavor, vibe, energy, whatever it might right, be right, right. Uh, to this podcast. Yeah, y'all know the vibes of the stadium, Miguel. Y'all know how we get down every week. So um, I think a lot of people will work, you know what I'm saying? But I want to see what the fans' opinions of it. I think we've reached out to the few people that that they'll, they'll be tagging anyways. Um, but it should be fun times, man. I welcome change. I'm excited about change. I'm here to podcast, man. I'm not looking to do um, – this is this is where I'm at with it. You no, know, I provide content. You know, I got mm-hmm. a, a studio and a building around it. I'm 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 in this for life. You know what I'm saying? If I build it and sell it, that's something different later. But right now I'm in this. So yep. create content. Let's do it, you know? Yeah, we're we're here to put out the best content we can. We're we're gonna still get the same elite guests. We're already talking to a bunch. We're gonna get the same vibe same energy everything that you want we're always open to, to pivoting and and adding some more things but everything that you know pardon me about stadium and gale is going to stay the same a lot of the interviews have been done you know in other channels you know not necessarily just through a mod uh, so a lot of interviews a lot of uh, a lot of great contents coming up Corey and i've been talking a lot about what we're going to do this off season this summer uh, and then obviously going into next year you know, it looks like there's going to probably be some tailgating. There's going to be some football games, might be some basketball games, maybe. We we're getting busy. Team, but we're going to get busy. We're going to be out. We're going to keep putting stuff out there. We've talked about putting. I want to crank up, and I mean, you talked about it. I want to crank up the, the Patreon because I could go. I could create. We, we, could, yep. we could sit down, you know what I'm saying, and talk. Um, but I want to crank up our Patreon. I want to uh, crank up our pop-up shows. I want to just churn out more content. I think we was doing our one a week and just kind of vibing and cruising. But I want to pick it up a notch, man. You know, it's off season, but it ain't never off season for me, man. I'm with it. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about Patreon. We've talked about uh, doing some stuff on Clubhouse, which we're excited about. We've yep. talked about it. Silk, there's something that I got to throw your way. I'll, I'll throw it to you right now. There's a, uh, a new company I got connected to called Colorcast, and they allow you to uh, basically live stream your thoughts as gamers are at, on games as they're happening in real time. So maybe Whoa. there's an away game uh, or a game that, that Silk and I aren't at that, you know, Florida's playing, uh, you know, Vanderbilt or LSU or whatever the case may be, we can watch the game with you up to the second, provide content, provide analysis, talk to you guys. Uh, that's all stuff that we're looking forward to doing uh, in the fall, in the off season and everything else. So if you have ideas, the blog will pick back up in the, uh, the off season in the summer, everything's going to pick back up. This train doesn't stop. Um, 
just because we we, we uh, because we're going in a different direction. This 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 train ain't stopping. We got a lot of stuff left to do. Burn up. Let's do it. So so with that being said, again, if you have a, an idea for a third guest, hit us up publicly, privately, whatever the case may be. We want to hear from you. Uh, last Wednesday, we talked a little bit about it on the show on uh, on last Tuesday, but Gators Pro Day was on Wednesday, and man, did Kyle Pitts put on a show, huh? Man, like the video clip they had of him running that forty on the timeline, like everybody was like, oh, I don't know if that's a four four. And I was just like, bro, it's probably that the angle in that in his stride is throwing y'all off a little bit. But they switched the angle <laughs> at the pro day. He's moving, moving, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four four forty. Uh, I forgot where they said that he ranked. I, I know a lot of those websites that track deep analytics say that he has uh, one of the highest ranking um, statistical performances by any tight end in, in pro day or combine history. I think they put him in the top uh, three or four ever for tight ends. Um, his hand size, his arm length, uh, everything else about him. I think that he just secured himself a potential, you know, definitely top six uh, spot in the NFL draft. So for a tight end to go top six is, is incredible. So shout out to Kyle Pitts, 4440. To be honest with you, I don't think that that was possible for him. Um, added weight, I think he's about 250 pounds now uh, in, in sped up. So this guy's going to be a freak in the NFL level, and I'm excited to see where he goes. Yeah, I just pray health, man, because if he's healthy, everything else is going to do what they do, man. I don't think nobody in the NFL could cover this guy. Absolutely. I know that he said that he wants to go down as one of the greatest tight ends in NFL history, and I have no doubt in my mind that if everything works out the way that it should, that he will. How also, do you think he put his hand in the dirt in the NFL, though? Uh, I don't he, know. Do you, do you think he could possibly just morph right into a receiver in the NFL and never play tight end? No, I don't think so. There was an analysis, no? and, and I, and I want to I want to find it, and I apologize for for forgetting the guy's name, uh, but there's an analysis that should that Kyle Pets isn't as bad of a blocker as people said he was, right, and that he was there to, to help break open uh, some runs and break open some other opportunities for the receivers. So, you know, I know there's a lot of question marks about Kyle Pitts just because of the way that he was used in blocking, but I know a lot of the NFL teams and everything else are excited about what he can bring as a full package, not just as a receiver. Uh, I I do think that he's going to be a predominant pass catcher, but if you look at tight ends in the NFL, a lot of them are predominant pass catchers now, unless you're using them almost as a, a sixth offensive lineman. There's not a ton of in the hand and in the dirt tight ends that are doing a lot of receiving and a lot of blocking. You know, a lot of teams are carrying you know two or three very capable you know tight ends that are often lining up on the same time. So you know, I think that Kyle Pitts has a, a certain scheme and a certain um, you know skill set that he's going to probably be receiving a hell of a lot more. But you know, I, I don't think that NFL teams are necessarily scared of him putting his hand in the dirt and making some blocking. No, I was saying like from that standpoint, I was saying it from uh, like he's too good to be putting this oh, in. The like, like he has sure. a wide receiver's skill set. So I can see some team maybe saying like, like I don't give a shit. He can't block. I don't even want him to block. Mm-hmm. Like flank out, put you in some awkward situations and get some mismatches. Um, I don't think he's gonna put his hand in the dirt a lot. I don't think, I think he's going to be in a tight end position, you know, on paper, but I think he's going to be standing up flanked out a lot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited right. to see, see where he goes. 
uh, in how team uses him. You know, there's some, some decent teams that are drafting high this year that I think that he can go in and make a, a pretty big impact, you know, right away. You know, I know the Dolphins as a Dolphins fan, I would love to see my, or, you know, get the Dolphins get Kyle Pitts there at number six if he's there, but I don't even know if he's going to be there at number six. Hmm. Who do you think get him if y'all don't get him? So it's obviously not going to be Jacksonville. It's not going to be the Jets, right? Number one, number two, the Jets just traded Sam Darnold, so it's an obvious you know case that they're going to get themselves a tight end or a quarterback. San Francisco traded up with the Dolphins. I would imagine that they're going to go out and get a quarterback too. Right. So there's a chance that Atlanta. I know that Matt Ryan is still there. You know, do they go after a quarterback? Probably not. Kyle Pitts could be there. You know, they could be going after offensive tackle. They could go. You know, with Penny Sewell, uh, they could go after a number of folks. Cincinnati's there. Obviously, they got Joe Burrow last year. Um, getting mm-hmm. a weapon like Kyle Pitts might be big, uh, but they might go after Jamar Chase. Uh, they might go after a number of other people too. So I think the earliest Kyle Pitts could go was four, but I really like him at you know somewhere between you know four and and eight. Carolina just traded for Sam Darnold at eight. I don't think he he goes anywhere lower than eight. What about you? I like I like I think he's around for the dog. I think um Cincinnati would probably go Jamar Chase. Um a lot of chemistry there. That makes just makes a lot of sense, right? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> um but I think Kyle Pitts in Miami it, with Tua will be cr- just as crazy. I think it'd be a good solid number one option for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that that'd be a, a hell of a a pickup for the Dolphins. Uh, I think wherever Kyle Pitts goes, he's gonna he's gonna make that offense substantially better. No matter how often you know whether he's a receiver, whether he's at receiving tight end, whatever it is, he's gonna be a monster in the NFL. I think he's a guy that that is not gonna have a, you know a huge jump or not a huge jump pardon me a, a huge learning curve once he gets up into the nfl um i think he's smart i think he plays well and, and just the drastic improvement that you saw from year one to year two to year three in Kyle Pitts, i still think that right. he has a high ceiling left to go uh so i would love to see him go to a place like the dolphins uh, i think that cincinnati is going to probably get better uh detroit they're kind of a sinking ship i think carolina might get better so I think wherever he goes, he's going to be able to have, be able to contribute right away. But man, if he goes to the Dolphins, the Dolphins need you know some receiving help and right. you know get him comfortable with Tua. Woo! Excited to see what he can. Yeah, do. That, that'd be it, that'd be dope. That'd be a nice little uh, duo to watch. You know, um, again, we get new faces of the NFL, so I'm excited. Um, uh, I'm here for it. Four three nine forty. Did you think that Kadarius Tony could run a four three nine forty? I said I did. Uh, all these times are lose a little juice this year. Um, th- I think this year at the pro days we're getting like sure. fat, faster times for sure. But I thought I thought he could run a, a high four three. I knew he'd run a four four. Uh, if he hit four three, I thought he'd have a chance to maybe get drafted first round, and he did. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I thought he at least at the minimum need to run a four three to, to to slide up into the first. But no, I wasn't shocked. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of teams that I was talking about that covers the NFL draft. There's some teams that have Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony, pardon me, as their number three wide receiver. Um, seems a little high to me, but also this year, still think you know with his dedication to football, the sky is still the limit for him. You know, you see how guys like. Um, 
uh, you know, the uh, from Kansas City, the wide receiver from Kansas City. Uh, you know how well he did. You're seeing a lot of these. Yeah, um, yeah. Tyreek uh, Tyreek Hill. Sorry, uh, Tyreek Hill. You're seeing a lot of these like more scat back. Uh, you know, skinnier wide receivers that you put the ball in their hands. You know, the spread has really um, put itself into the NFL. There's an opportunity for these guys once you put the ball, you know, in their hands and in space. Kadarius Tony's going to make people miss. He's going to run fast. He's going to make smart decisions. He doesn't drop the ball a lot. He doesn't make a lot of real careless mistakes. A lot of those mistakes that we saw, you know, two years, two seasons ago, pardon me, where he was in the backfield and we run backwards to try to escape attack and get, you know, tackled behind the line of scrimmage. You didn't see that this past year. So I think that he's a guy that, you know, you never know towards the end of the draft or the end of the first round, but he's definitely a guy, in my opinion, that could go as high as, you know, mid 20s maybe drop into the early second round, but I think by pick 37, 38, he's gone, um, which I don't think anybody would have ever imagined uh, two seasons ago out of Kadarius, Tony. Right. I'm with you on that. I guess the next player that we will talk about is Kyle Trask. We didn't get to see a ton of Kyle Trask due to them broadcasting the LSU Pro Day the same time as the Florida Pro Day. They showed a lot of Jamar Chase walking around. Uh, but it's my understanding that, that Kyle Trask had a, had a decent day. Um, measure, Measurables-wise, I don't think that anybody was expecting a lot out of him. Um, everybody kind of knows what they're getting with Kyle Trask was able to put the ball uh, you know, where he needed to. Um, but I know there's some smoke that the Saints might target Kyle Trask. Do you like that potential opportunity for Kyle Trask with the New Orleans Saints? It's a great system fit. Uh, it's a lot of smoke there. But what what round you got him graded at? How, how far would the Saints have to wait to get him? You think they could wait till like the third round? Every time I see a mock draft and every article that I read, I see Kyle Trask falling lower and lower and lower. Uh, there's a lot of talk that the Chicago Bears might be interested in Kyle Trask. There's obviously talk about the Saints. I think that Kyle Trask ends up going a little bit higher than the projections right now just because of how successful he was last season, and I have him in the middle to end of round two. Okay. That's about where I got I got him uh, late second, third. We'll see what happens, man. This draft is hard to tell, man. I seen the draft board right before we got on here that had him as like the eighth guy coming off. Yeah, quarterback. I, I don't know. Not, not eighth um, overall, right. eighth quarterback coming right. off. Right. <laughs> um, I know that there's a mock draft that I saw uh, with him going to the Patriots at number 46. I think that that would be a hell of a spot for him. I think the Saints would be a good spot for him. Uh, I think a place that he can go – and, and sit for a year or two, uh, learn and continue to grow and develop is going to be a, a perfect spot for him. I don't think that he needs to go to a place where, where the potential chance of him earning that start spot uh, is – I don't think that that's – I think that if he can go, if he can learn. What do you see Kyle Trask's career? Do you see him as a, as a starter? Do you see him as a – startup backup mixture do you see him as a career backup what what do, what do you see Kyle Trask as in the NFL I could see him as like a a, a journeyman starter or I could see him or a solid backup that I think that's that's 
or you just never know. He could get with the Saints, and that's a great organization, and he fits that system well, and he could thrive. But uh, on paper, what I see, you know, like say Carolina, some weird team drive him. I think he'd be a journeyman quarterback and a solid backup and have a, a solid NFL career, you know, like nothing too crazy, a Hall of Fame. But I think he would have a solid career, make a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. I, I see him. We were talking about it before the show, maybe as a Chase Daniel, a guy that will start occasionally. Uh, but I, I see Kyle Trask being the NFL for a long time. I think that he's smart. I think he's accurate enough. I think that his arm strength is good enough. I think that all of the things he brings to the table, um, he's never going to create any controversy. He's going to be a guy that I think you know comes in, works hard, uh, is going to be a a good solid player. I can definitely see Kyle Trask still being on an NFL roster in 2031. So, uh, best of luck to Kyle Trask. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, certainly a lot of people thought that he might go in the first round. I think once kind of the the hype and, and how great of his season wore off a little bit, he still has some deficiencies, uh, which we saw and which we knew. Uh, but I still think that he has a solid NFL career ahead of him. Marco Wilson had a hell of a pro day. He had the fifth best uh, vertical jump of any quarterback uh, over the last – 20 some odd years. So I can see Marco Wilson. Um, I think we all thought and knew that he was going to blow this pro day out of the water. Do you think from just a measurable perspective, do you think that he did enough to get drafted? Yeah, I think Marco gets drafted. Where do you see him potentially getting drafted? Oh, it's going to be late, but I, th- I think he gets drafted. Uh, his measurables are there. It's people like, you see the, all the athleticism. Like I say, he—he, he, I don't think he lost a lot of athleticism. I think he's still fast. He can do a lot of things. But when you cut the film on, it's just not the same. I don't know if it's confidence, um, but the athletic ability is definitely there. But he's just not making plays on the ball. You know, maybe he's still shaking some rust off from that injury. Who knows? But with those measurables, uh, the way he jumped through the, the gym, like somebody's going to draft him and, and, and see what's up. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I thought that, uh, you know, Marco is a guy that's obviously been, you know, his dad is, is a coach. His dad is well known. His brother uh, plays in the NFL. I, I think that a team's going to give him a shot based on athleticism uh, and, and potential more than anything. I think he's a guy that'll probably earn his spot on special teams, uh, probably as your, your fourth or fifth cornerback. Uh, but there's still a chance that he gets drafted. Uh, I, I say probably sixth round for him is probably where I where I have him. Trevon Grimes, um, there was a, a little bit of a mix-up. There were some unofficial times out there that had him running a, a 4-4, uh, ends up running a 4-4-9, which is you know, still uh, still good for a guy of his size. Uh, but right. excited to, to see where he goes. Um, he, with his size, he, he clocked in at 6-4-220. Uh, so 4-5 at that, uh, you know, at that size is, is good enough. Had some other, uh, you know, good performances in the shuttle broad jump and in three cone. Uh, I still think that Trevon Grimes is going to go a little bit higher than maybe some other people think, based on measurables alone. And I, I still think that he has a lot of uh, of ability that he can contribute at the NFL, maybe a little bit differently than the college game. Yeah, I think uh, he needed to hit a four four to to like do something. I, he just—he's so solid, bro. Like he—he yeah. he ain't he don't separate very well, but he adjusts to the ball well. He not position himself well. Um, 
I think we could have used him in some different scenarios that, that we didn't go vertical a whole lot like we wanted to with him. But I think he he's an NFL wide receiver. You know, he's going to yep. be on a, a roster for a long time. Like, they, the guys we're putting in this draft are going to be on rosters for a long time, you know. Um the guys that we mentioned so far, I don't know, not I don't know what's up with Marco, but <laughs> Cal Pitts. No, just be real. I don't know. We may get a, who, who knows what Marco we're getting. If we're right. getting Marco that just got on campus as a true freshman and holding down the side of the ball, you know, like that, like we we, we saw a bright future. It was him and Hendo, and then they kind of switched. So I don't know what we're gonna get. I mean, he could the light could turn back on for him. Um, but rest of these guys, man, like these guys gonna have solid long careers. What did Sean Davis do? I wouldn't. I was. Yes. So Sean Davis, he was, I had one more player before him. He didn't end up doing the 40. He ended up pulling uh, his hamstring uh, during the run. Um, So I'd be interested to see, you know, how he was going to do the rest of his, you know, he didn't end up doing the shuttle or three cone, obviously because of the hamstring came in at, at five ten on five eighths, 202 pounds. Uh, I, but I, I don't know. He's probably below average uh, when it comes to size. So I don't know. I, th- I think that him not being able to do some of those other drills uh, right. are going to hurt some of his athleticism. I think that he's a guy that's going to probably go undrafted, uh, but I still think he's a guy that could potentially earn himself a spot on a roster. Um, you know, if he keeps his head in the game and stops making some of those mental errors because he has athleticism. It's a shame that he, he pulled up on his, uh, on his 40. Yeah, he needed a workout. Yeah, it seems like Stone Forsythe had a good workout, though. Uh, he clocked in at 6'8", 307 pounds. Uh, <laughs> he is, it built well, uh, had a good uh, good 40 time, good shuttle time, uh, all above average um, in history of offensive tackles that are taken. Uh, a lot of athleticism. I think that he's a guy that's going to earn himself into the draft and probably a, a sixth round, seventh round guy. But I also think that he's a guy that with the right coaching and development, you know, he can end up in the league for, for longer than, you know, somebody might've expected. I think that you can't teach size. You can't teach that athleticism. You know, he's a guy that, you know, did well in pass protection, needs a lot of help with uh, run, run help. But I, I thought that a guy that made a big improvement from, from last season to this season, uh, you know, I think that he's a guy that, that can still develop, and I think a lot of NFL teams are going to see that. I agree. Uh, Donovan Steiner was there. A uh, lot of average testing uh, for him. Might be a special teamer. Um, a lot of up and down play, obviously. And then Brad Stewart uh, came in um, a little bit slower, actually, than Donovan Steiner. I was a bit surprised about that. Uh, he is a playmaker. Um, you know, obviously has a, a couple of issues uh, at Florida that, that kept them off the field. Um, you know, but I, I'm curious to see if Sean Davis or pardon me, if Brad Stewart's able to to earn himself on a roster of the three: Donovan Steiner, Sean Davis, and Brad Stewart. Who do you think has the best chance of making an NFL roster uh, next season, or if you think multiple players do? Actually, making the roster, I would say Brad. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think hands down, Brad Stewart. Yeah, I would agree. Um, what or I, I would have Brad Davis then or Brad Davis, Brad Stewart, then Sean Davis, and then Donovan Steiner probably in that order. Um, do do you put any of them at greater than a fifty percent chance of of making a roster? I think Brad Stewart makes a roster. Okay. Yeah, I think I think he'll make a roster. He's a good football player. Perfect. He plays. He just got. I mean, are they still 
Never mind. I can't say that. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. TJ Slayton was also there. Uh, ends up uh, 6'4", 330 pounds. Had a good pro day. Um, his broad jump was was good. Um, he, he weighs a lot. Um, he's 24 pounds heavier than the average defensive tackle in the NFL. Uh, so the fact that he was able to do some of the things that he did from a, a testing perspective shows some of the athleticism. You know, we talked a lot about it on the last show. You know, he was a guard in high school. I think he played a little bit on the defensive side of the ball too. Uh, came over to Florida, was purely on the defensive side of the ball. Well, I still think that he has a lot to learn. Um, I'm, I'd be interested to see if the team takes a flyer on him based on his athleticism uh, and what he might make. I think he's a guy that probably makes a practice roster uh, somewhere. I think he's going to um, be fine. I think he's going to make rosters too. I'm going to tell you something like this. I got to take real quick. as well. Yeah. Get off. Um, a lot of our guys we see come to UF and be like, man, like he couldn't do shit here. And he got an NFL, especially linemen. And they get to the NFL and they start thriving. Yeah, because we got guys that – Still was getting towards their potential. They were still getting developed. They're gonna get guys that can play right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like some of these guys are gonna turn into like, like, um, what's my man, Trent Brown. Yep. Like, like him here was a, like was nothing. He was average here. Got to the NFL. He started becoming a grown man. And, you know, his feet get a little bit more sounder. You know, he could do certain things and starting to understand the position, but. Bama get guys that can play right now, and that's what some of those five-star kids are, guys that can play right now and not be good eight years later in the pros, but right now. Yeah. No, I, I like that take. I, I'm interested to see how he does uh, at the uh, at the next level. And then finally, Kyrie Campbell uh, was the last player to participate. Um, did not do well. 5'4", 640, 25-inch uh, vert. Um, shuttle was just over five seconds, uh, almost an eight second three cone. Um, in terms of, of history, Kyrie Campbell, uh, recorded one of the worst, um, possible, um, pro days that you can, you can, um, imagine. Unfortunately, there's a guy on, on Twitter. His name is, uh, Kent Lee Platt, and he, um, has a metric that, that counts relative athletic score. And he's done this for all uh, prospects that have. Um, this is a dandy fact we really need, though, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, here, this <laughs> isn't ahead. from me. I got you. He, yeah, he's yeah. tracked 1,298 defensive tackles from 1987 <laughs> yeah. to 2021. And Kyrie Campbell came in 1,251st out of 1,298th in terms of athleticism. Um, so, not a great day for him. Don't think he's a guy that makes a roster. Think he gets invited to a tryout, maybe gets invited to a camp. I don't think that he makes it. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely appreciate what, what he did uh, at the University of Florida. He was a solid player on the defensive side of the ball for us. Definitely. Sometimes you have to go pro in something other than sports. Hmm. All right. Anyway, so that's your pro day. I'm excited to see where the Gators go. NFL draft is in, I think, 12 days. I think it's on the 17th, right? I'm excited about the NFL so, draft, man. Yeah. Wait, when is the NFL draft? The 15th. So 10 days from now, we have the NFL draft. Um, NFL draft first is round the 29th. And, uh, draft is on the 29th. So what do I know? I'm just making stuff up here. So we have 24 days 
So um, we'll see. A lot of interviews, a lot of stuff can happen between now and then. Um, so I appreciate I appreciate that correction. Um, let's see here. Let's give a shout out to our friend uh, Lee Friedland at the law firm of Friedland and Associates. He's going to help you with auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of Florida. He's a double gator, graduated UF undergrad and law school, loves the University of Florida, loves Florida Gators, and loves helping fellow Gators as well. Give him a call, 1-800-95-INJURED, or visit yourfighthourbattle.com. Again, 1-800-95-INJURED, yourfighthourbattle.com. Silk, are you ready to do an entire segment on Gators basketball without our friend Eric? Are we about to do that? Yeah, we sure are. It's that time. Do we have to? <laughs> we don't. We don't have to. But there's a lot of stuff that happens, so we have to. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm with it. All right. So Scotty Lewis, former five star sophomore, uh, announces that he's leaving to go to the NBA draft. He did sign with an agent, so he will not be back uh, in the college ranks. 7.9 points per game, 3.1 rebounds per game. All declined from his freshman year where he tested the, the NBA waters then, decided to come back, went down, started the first eight games of the season, um, and then only started in one of the team's final 13 games uh, to end the season. Scotty Lewis, NBA draft. Don't think he's going to get drafted, but, hey, there's a lot of other leagues and a lot of other opportunities for him. Um, so best of luck to Scotty Lewis. Any parting thoughts for the former five-star? No, nah, man, best of luck. Yeah. You know, um, you know, got to save your prime years. <laughs> got to save your prime years. That's right, go get developed somewhere else. Speaking of getting developed by somewhere Nimhard, else. Nimhard, huh? Yeah, Andrew Nemhard in the – uh, in the finals tonight uh, with Gonzaga playing Baylor. He's the second Gator uh, transfer to appear in the NBA finals after transferring from a Mike White program. Brandon uh, Francis uh, went to Texas Tech, and he was the last one in 2019 that appeared in national championship. Uh, so of the 11 players that have transferred from Mike White's program that have announced and gone and played for other schools. Two of them have played in national championships elsewhere. Hopefully that Juju will rub off and one day Florida will play for a national championship in basketball again. Hey, man. Hey, um, he got the boat of confidence frequently and said he's going to be here. We might as well support this guy for, for right now, dog. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah, there's nothing we can do. The only thing we can do is to continue to try to get him to come on our show um, and try to get that uh, good luck – um, vibes that all the other coaches that come on our show get, you know? That's true. You shake that mojo off, Blanco. Come holler at your boy. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you don't believe me, when we get to the Gator news, I'll tell you how what Gator coaches are doing now and how well they're doing uh, after they come on our show. Woo! I don't know if it's a causation, so, but there's a strong correlation. You, you come on Stadium and Gale, your team's going to be competing for a national championship. Hey, man, so, it's a good mojo. Uh, it's a good mojo. It's, the, yeah. it's only right. It's the, it's the – uh, it's the flagship podcast, right? It sure is. It sure is. So with that, there was some uh, some good news from the Transfer Portal Florida, as we talked about last week. I uh, ended up losing four players from their roster to the Transfer Portal uh, themselves, but they did add two over the past uh, week. Uh, the Gators added one of the top transfer targets uh, in the country, Brandon McKissick from the University of Missouri, Kansas City, 
Uh, he was averaging 17.2 points, 3.7 rebounds, and 3.3 assists per game last season. Shot about 43% from the three and was named the Summit League's Defensive Player of the Year. He'll have okay. one year of eligibility left, uh, but he's going to be chalked up as a, a day one starter for the Florida Gators. Uh, a lot of schools wanted him. Uh, he cited Mike White's ability to develop players as the reason why he wants to come to the University <laughs> of Florida. Um, he sees something that we don't see. So uh, we're excited <laughs> to uh, to welcome Brandon McKissick. He's a great transfer. That's Sounds a huge get. Yeah. That, that you were you were going up against some of the blue bloods for him. You're going up against Kansas City. You're going or not Kansas City, pardon me, Kansas uh, University of Kansas. You're going up against a lot of schools for him. Uh, so to to reel him in uh, was a big get for Mike White, a big get for this Gators basketball program, which is going to need to re-identify themselves for um, for next season. Uh, not long after that, the Gators added C.J. Felder from Boston College. Six foot seven, a uh, two hundred and thirty pound player, uh, nine point seven points, five point nine rebounds, and two point two blocks uh, per game last season. Uh, he's going to come in as a junior, um, solid player. I know that uh, a, a number of schools were after him. I know that he was one of the first schools, or Florida, pardon me, was one of the first schools that reached out to him. Uh, I think that he's a good get for the uh, University of Florida as well. Solid contributor. Uh, I think that he's going to be a um, He's going to be a solid player for the University of Florida. Those are the guys that you want. You want to be able to get these guys that are you know, looking at some of these other big schools as well. So C.J. Felder uh, will have two years left uh, at the University of Florida um, starting in the fall. Good and, additions to the basketball team, man. Yeah, I'm going to be more supportive, man. I'm going to be more positive. I, I like to take a positive approach in life. So all that negative mojo I used to put out about Gator basketball, you know, I'm just gonna stay away from that. I'm just gonna do. Po He's gonna be here. Like, yeah. You know, it sounds like his feet, is, his feet are cemented in this job, man. I don't want to just be, you know, what I'm saying throwing those vibes out there. So yeah, I'm with it. We'll see what next season brings. Yep. Yeah. Uh, finally, Noah Gurley, who is a, a six foot eight, two hundred and ten pound forward from Furman, um, who started all 32 games uh, for them. Uh, last season had a uh, heck of a performance as a as a junior, 15.4 points, uh, 5.8 rebounds per game, uh, and as a career um, three point average of three point or three point shooting <laughs> percentage. Pardon me, of uh, 34.4. So he can shoot from the outside as well. He announced his top eight. I think Florida sits in a good spot, um, but his top eight again schools that you want to be up against: Alabama, Auburn, Duke. Marquette, Miami, San Diego State, and Tennessee. I think that Florida likes their chances, but again, Duke, Alabama, uh, you know, Marquette, Tennessee, uh, all solid programs that Florida's going after. I think that he's a guy, you know, he comes in, you know, he's a day one starter too. So I know Florida is still continuing to go after the transfer market and the transfer portal uh, to, to build and, and rehab this team. Uh, Colin Castleton uh, is expected to come back after he tests the NBA waters as well. Uh, you know, but again, Florida still has, you know, a number of spots that are open uh, for the transfer portal. They're only adding one prospect uh, from the class of 2021, Kiowase Greaves, uh, or Reeves, pardon me, who I think is a, is a great player and, a, and will make an impact at Florida. I know that Eric Fawcett loves him a lot uh, as a player, uh, but again, Florida is looking for, for players that can come in and contribute right away. Uh, Florida has to rebuild a roster. So, you know, adding guys that are, you know, being sought after by these big schools is exactly the position you want to be in. I don't want to beat out, you know, Alabama State and, you know, 
Sam Houston State for these these prospects. I want to beat out Duke and Kansas, right? Right, right. I so, mean, he, recruiting recruiting has, hasn't been a problem basketball, nope, whatsoever. Um, so I'm not I'm not, I'm not so surprised that that Mike White landing or beating guys off of recruits. He he can recruit. It's the other stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. I am. Looking forward to seeing what this new team looks like. We're going to have to get Eric on on the next couple months once all of the, the dust gets settled. I uh, see what this roster is and, and see how they're able to develop. Uh, speaking of Eric, uh, we talked about it on the last show, but Jordan Mincy, uh, one of the assistant coaches who had been with Mike White for, for a long time, dating back to Louisiana Tech, uh, is the new head coach at Jacksonville. And he named four potential replacements uh, as assistant coach, he looked at Chris Acker from San Diego State, Eddie Shannon from Chattanooga, Rob Eason from UAB, and Adam Cohen from Stanford. Eddie can, Shannon. Yeah, yeah, not not Randy Shannon, Eddie Shannon. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think Randy Shannon has a new job. He's an off-the-field coach at FSU now. I don't know if you saw that news today. Yeah, they say he's going to be analyzing. Analyzing what? That's that's the joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a it's a fall from fall from grace for, for Mr. Shannon. Uh, so if you want to read any more of Eric's stuff, I uh, recommend you read his stuff and only his stuff on GatorCountry.com. Any other basketball takes? So no, I'm 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 just supportive. You know, that's all I'm we can do, right? I'm going to talk about positive. See if I can throw some positivity on, on Mike White's program. We make it, you know, maybe we get it over that hump. Yeah, and I just want to say that Mike Bianchi's an idiot. I don't need to go over what his article was or anything else. Uh, but he wrote an article that, that basically said that Florida needs to have perspective because they're really bad in basketball for, you know, 60 years. And then Billy take Donovan is trash. That's a, it's a ter- terrible take. Uh, but um, but just I just want it, I want record to know that Silk and Dan will never retweet that article, but we both think that Mike Bianchi and his article is absolute trash. Booty cheeks. Yeah, but but shout out to uh, to Mike Bianchi for interviewing Mike White's brother, who gave positive vibes on how Mike. Like, what are we doing here? Coach, so, what, what, what is what, like? What, what, what are we doing right now? Bianchi is is interviewing Mike White's brother to get off some content. I am yeah, Bianchi. Got, he bored as hell right now. <laughs> I am going to write an article about podcasting and the big three, and I'm going to interview your wife, so just to see what she has to say about you and your performance. That's the craziest <laughs> angle I've ever seen in journalism in my life. I, this has got to be some new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what um, it got beyond? Who are you working for these days? He's still working for the Atlanta Sentinel, and all of his stuff is syndicated amongst all the other Sentinels. So I have my dad telling me, oh, I read this article from Mike Bianchi. I told him to stop right there that I didn't need to hear anymore. What a clown. What a clown. And he plays the, I'm a UF grad, therefore I care more. I was like, no, you're a journalist that probably gets paid on clicks and you write stuff that's clickbait worthy. I mean, I'm not going to hate the player. I'll hate the game more than anything, but that's a trash article to write. I mean, yeah, he he knows he's clickbait. He's whatever. (laughs) That's wild, man. That is a wild, wild take. Uh, but with that news being, uh, or shout with, out with to Mike White's brother, yeah, shout out to Mike White's brother. Um, let's give our friend Carlton Black a uh, a shout out here. So if you're looking for a new mortgage, give him a call at four zero four seven. 
469-5501. So if you live in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Virginia, write that number down, 404-769-5501. You can email him at carlton.black at cardinalfinancial.com. If you're looking for a new home, if you're looking for a refi, if you're looking for a construction uh, loan, give him a call. Even if it's exploratory and you say, hey, I think I'm locked in at a great rate, give him a call, see if he can do any better. It can't hurt. 404-769-5501. If you're a real estate agent, Carlton would love to work with you as well. Give him a call again, 404-769-5501. Silk, let's get into a little bit of the Gator news of the week. So feel free to kick your legs back up. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, former Florida Gators basketball player Omar Payne has announced that he's going to transfer to the University of Illinois. So best of luck to Omar Payne. Uh, former Florida Gators golfer Billy Horschel uh, won his first uh, PGA Tour event since 2008 when he won the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play Championship. So shout out to Billy Ho. The Gators announced that Vinny Nardella – uh, is going to be joining uh, the staff with with Kevin Camps and Jordan Harold uh, as one of the assistant directors of creative media for the Florida Gators football department. I uh, had the chance to talk to him briefly. Super nice guy. Very excited to be a part of this program. Has bounced around a number of different programs. I think he comes here from Auburn. Uh, was his last stop. So welcome to the team, Vinny Nardella. We'll try to get him on the show in the next couple of weeks, uh, just so he can introduce himself to the Florida Gators um, fan base. Uh, Gators baseball goes two and one against number three Ole Miss. Uh, their game against Mercer in the middle of the week got canceled. Uh, and shout out to Jordan Carrion, who was the SEC co-freshman of the week, had his first ever career home run. Uh, Florida needed that bounce back uh, series win over uh, Ole Miss to get back into the uh, winning side of things. Hopefully they uh, continue to improve. And, and they're a team that I think once they kind of put everything together, it's a team to watch out for. A little bit slower start than most folks thought, but uh, still that's those are the wins that you need. Gators men's golf is currently in first place at the Calusa Cup uh, down in uh, southwest Florida. I believe it's Fort Myers or Naples area. Joe Padgen uh, from the Florida Gators is a sophomore. He is actually leading the field right now, so best of luck to him. Women's golf is heading up to Baton Rouge today, uh, and they're going to participate in the LSU Invitational tomorrow on Tuesday and Wednesday, so best of luck to them the Florida Gators women's gymnastics program beat Illinois, Central Michigan, and NC State and the Athens Regional. They advanced to the final, and then they ended up winning the regional final, and they're going to head to Fort Worth, Texas for the NCAA championship on April 16th and 17th. They have claimed 19 regional wins, and this is their first since 2018. So it's their 37th appearance in 39 years in the NCAA championships. So best of luck to women's gymnastics and Jenny Rowland, a State of Miguel alum. Women's lacrosse beat East Carolina 20 to 9. And then they also won 19 to 7 against East Carolina uh, the next day. That is their 100th win uh, at Disney Stadium. Uh, so shout out to them, Brianna Harris. Uh, won her first Attacker of the Week award. Shannon Cavanaugh won her fourth Midfielder of the Week honor. Danielle Pavellini was Freshman of the Week. And Kara Trembetta was an honor roll member. Shout out to Amanda O'Leary and the Women's Lacrosse Program. Again, Amanda O'Leary, a Stadium and Gale alum. 
Gator Soccer and Becky Burley, Stadium and Gale alum, not a big deal, uh, beat Miami in her final match of her career, two to nothing. Always great to beat the Hurricanes. And shout out to Becky Burley for an illustrious career at the University of Florida. And best of luck to her. Beta Olson won her second consecutive player of the week for the SEC. Gator softball beat Jacksonville in their midweek game, and they uh, went one and one against Georgia. Uh, so, best of luck to Tim Walton, Stadium Gal alum, not a big deal again, uh, who <laughs> is doing a really good job over there. Uh, Florida men's tennis is now number one in the country and won the SEC after they beat Vanderbilt and Kentucky and have won 14 matches in a row and was doing a little bit of research, Silk. The betting odds market had the Gators as the likely winners of the uh, the NCAA championship for men's tennis. So uh, best of oh. luck to them. Yeah. Uh, shout out Big to – that's right. Uh, you can't win them in basketball or football. We can win them in men's tennis, and, hey, I'm all right with that. Yeah, I'm with you, You got to take them right. You can get them, Dane. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's right. You can't be the everything school if you don't win in everything, right? You got to win in everything to be in that, <laughs> that category. Yeah. Uh, um, women's tennis in State of Miguel alum, Roland Thornquist. Uh, they've won six matches in a row. They beat Kentucky and Vanderbilt as and well. And, and Lane Sleeth was the SEC newcomer of the week. Uh, Gators men's track with head coach Mouse Holloway, again, State uh, of Miguel uh, alum, number three team in the country. So shout out to them. I know that they're excited uh, to what their outdoor season uh, can bring to them or bring uh, forward for them. And to know that they had uh, the Florida relays this past week and they had a bunch of players um, set records or, or race in the, or a place in the top 10, pardon me of uh, NCAA records of, of company or of uh, school records uh, and everything else. So shout out to the men's uh, and women's track and field program. And then finally, Congratulations to Mary Wise, Stanley Miguel alum. Uh, her team is the eighth overall seed in the NCAA tournament. It's their 30th straight NCAA tourney bid. That tournament is going to start this weekend. Holly Carlton, Tierra Caesar, Lauren Forte, and Thayer Hall were all named SEC uh, to the SEC team. And Eli McKissick was named to the SEC all-freshman team. So shout out to all four Gator sports that all seem to be humming right now. Got to come get this mojo. That's a lot of good mojo, right? Come holler at me, Blanco. Holler at your boy, man. You want to go, you know, you want to fix this and get to a Final Four next year. Come holler at the Stadium Miguel. I don't well, think that there's – go ahead. Shout out to the great folks at Brun Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured insure from the panhandle to the keys, my man Greg can take care of you. Visit bruntinsurance.com. If you're on the internet, on your phone, on a mobile device. If, if not, you need to make a phone call. The number is 954-589-2204. If you need life insurance, automobile insurance, home insurance, renter's insurance, any insurance or financial needs, hit my man Greg up. 954-589-2204 or bruntinsurance.com. Yeah, shout out to Greg. I got a bunch of policies through him, so. He's insured. He, he insured uh, um, the Kush House, the studio. No kidding. Yeah, man. My house, my studio. I'm about to give him my life in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> life insurance or just your life as a whole? No, just life insurance. I don't go that far. 
<laughs> uh, Greg's a good dude. Give him a shout out. Uh, Silk, we posted this on the Stadium and Gale uh, Twitter account uh, yesterday. What was your favorite Gator sports moment of 2020? It's so many, man. I just tweeted anything because I was bored. But it's so many. Man. I must say that I like the Grimes touchdown catch against Georgia. Um, that was crazy in the corner of the end zone. At that moment, what it meant, you know, we was beating Georgia. We was about to tear that ass up. Whoa. It felt, it, it felt, yo, yo. <laughs> Slow down, Turbo. Yeah, we was about to beat the dogs. I mean, I was, I was, I was feeling it a little bit. You know, I thought that was a good moment. Um, a crazy catch, crazy throw. It was just so many of them, them throws and catches and moves. Like Tony had a bunch of them, but. That play was one of the one of the most exciting moments. I got pretty high. I think we was together when that happened. We I'm pretty sure. sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would say that uh, the Georgia game as a whole uh, was one of my favorite uh, moments, just simply because of the way that the game uh, shook out. You know, it was me and you watching the game at the uh, the Cush House there, uh, down fourteen nothing. You were telling Berg, who was getting all sassy, uh, the game's not over, and, and sure enough, Florida ends up and you know really destroying uh, Georgia. Florida needed that victory. Uh, that was about as, as exciting of a game as I've seen uh, as a Gator fan in a long time. It reminded me of the Ole Miss game, you know, with Will Greer was in 2015. Right. Uh, so, so a lot of excitement. That that game uh, was was probably my uh, favorite moment. Uh, the Trayvon Grimes catch that you're talking about was there. Uh, was that over Campbell? Was that who he caught it over? Right. Campbell. Yep. Yeah. So always always nice to uh, to get a win uh, over Georgia, especially over Tyson Campbell. Uh, there, uh, outside of that, I'm trying to think of some of the other uh, favorite moments. That Atlanta trip, how about the college? That Atlanta trip was amazing, man. Uh, the Atlanta trip was incredible from the walk in 20 degree weather to the diner to, to the trap house, the trap museum. I want to do, I want to, uh, I want to set up one, um, like away game. Really, a nice away game that we could do this set this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the whole like we did the little Atlanta shoot. I want to be able to relax a little bit more, but I want to do away games on some Stadium Miguel. Us kicking it, not a whole lot of work, but pop up at some dope spots to do some work. Yeah, you know, Florida has a, a, an interesting uh, schedule yeah, this year. Uh, they start with Florida A and or farming yeah, Florida uh, Florida Atlantic. Uh, the Fighting Willie Taggarts are going to make their way to to Florida. Then they play USF here in Tampa on September 11th. Uh, they play Kentucky and Lexington. They play LSU uh, in Baton Rouge. They play South Carolina in Columbia. And then they play Missouri mm -hmm. in Columbia, Missouri, which yeah. I can assure you as somebody that's been to Columbia, Missouri, yeah, that good. will not be the chip that I we I ain't trying to go to South Carolina either. I'm good. Not the, eh, five points and stuff there in South Carolina. They tailgate well. Uh, but that Baton Rouge trip sounds exciting. Maybe that Lexington trip we can – Hit up some distilleries. We can, we can, we can have some fun there in Lexington too. Yeah, I'm with Lexington. That's what it sounds like. It may be. Uh, I'm ready to get to to, to to Vanderbilt one of these years when we swing it back around over there. Next year, that's our 2022 yeah. trip. Yes, sir. So Kentucky, October second, tentatively pencil in your calendar. Stadium and Gale in Lexington, Kentucky. Silk, I want to see you there in Lexington. There's a, there's a. There's you need a to smell my cologne. They yeah, do. They gotta smell my cologne, man. <laughs> they gotta know who you are. They gotta know. They who got you are. to, man. I'm excited, man. Yeah. So October second, um, yeah, we'll we'll get into planning that. 
That tell that uh that Atlanta trip was just was, was crazy fun. Um Cam and his brother was in tow. Uh, I had the wife, I had a couple of my friends uh that was around. We had the trap museum. Like that whole trip. I'm still trying to get that video footage back. Like I don't know what I gotta do to get it. Uh, yeah, all of our live streams and everything else. They they went the way of the dodo bird. But between right. Champagne Reek, Justin, your family, your friends. Uh, the slutty vegan restaurant we went to. Right. Everything. That part was amazing, The whole thing was a too. movie. In fact, yeah, it was a movie. We just don't have the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's lost forever. Oh, man. But if you have any ideas or if you guys are planning any trips, Cam keeps putting in our chat that he wants to go to the LSU game. But that Kentucky game looks a little bit more palatable. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping. I'm hoping the LSU, but I, Kentucky sounds like more of my vibe right now. LSU, I gotta be in the mood for right now. You, you in the mood for LSU? I don't know if I'm in the mood for LSU. We'll see. <laughs> you know what? I'm always in the mood. It's not where you you're know? at in life. Yeah, you know, take a you know, it's a quick jaunt from uh, Tampa over to New Orleans, Southwest. I think gets you in there in about 50 minutes. Um, I don't know. Well, I'll have to see. We'll have to see. I've never been to a game at LSU, though, so I definitely have to cross that one off my uh, my list. Get them while they're trash. They're going to be trash this year, so let's catch them. Absolutely. I know I know our buddy in, in front of the show, Paul Sammons, has a bunch of plugs out there. Uh, Spencer's saying that he has some distillery connects. I have a guy with some distillery connects. We'll have to see. We're going to have to weigh some pros and cons. Drop it in the uh, social media. Where do you want us to be? Where are you guys going to be? What sounds more appealing, debauchery on Bourbon Street? Or a nice classy distillery and whiskey and bourbon tasting. See, that sounds like that sounds like the life of, I, I want to live these days, man. Like it does, right? Yeah, I think I think I think the dust is settled, but we're still going to open it up. So you have two. Yeah, two let's see what the people say. Number one, tell us who you want as a third guest, and number two, help us pick between Kentucky and LSU. Third host. Third host. What did I say? You said guest. Oh well, th- there'll be a guest host for a while. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a tryout period. We we can't just can't just turn the keys over to a Ferrari, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that idea. Then go through an interview process. We we should we Try should, we should. We're gonna we're gonna rank them. We'll have social media rank them on a scale of one to ten, just them. But um, but shout out to our travels. I don't know what I was going to shout out, but. You need to shout out to manscaped.com um, for being the best of the best when it comes to man grooming. Uh, we just re-up with Manscaped. So they can't, are they going to send me some new underwears and ball deodorant and all that on the re-up then, or how did that work? You know, I don't know. I, I need to hit them up. They actually just sent me an email. Shout out to the listeners real quick. Uh, we They were very, very, very impressed. There's not a ton of companies that they sponsor that return a positive ROI on their investment. And they've done that with us. They re up for another three months. Uh, they're super excited about our partnership, but we couldn't do it without you. You know, so I'll be honest, we haven't spent scape products. We will, but we haven't yet. Um, but you guys have, and we really appreciate that. They've got a lot of great products and you guys using that promo code SG, um, is awesome. And that's the way that we keep these sponsorships, keep this show rolling. So we appreciate you guys. Absolutely, man. Uh, Lawnmower 3.0. Uh, you can use that in the shower. Snack proof, uh, waterproof. Everything's good to go. Stay groomed. Stay deodorized. Uh, spritz the spray. Got the spray deodorant as well. 
Dan, what's your favorite? You like the weed? You know, you're not a weed whacker guy. No, I'm not a weed whacker guy yet. I'm, I'm sure in the next couple of years I'll be a weed whacker guy. Right. Um, the, the lawnmower works great, um, but I'm a big fan. You know, I've talked about it a bunch. The 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 ball deodorant is a lifesaver at, mm -hmm. at any any stretch of um, you know your life, wherever you're at, uh, whether it's hot, whether you're outside, whatever it is. It's just a nice, refreshing feeling to know that you don't have to worry about chafing. You know, whether you. You know, whether you're out on a boat day, whether you're out golfing, whether you're just walking around the street, whatever it is, it right. is a worthy investment. You don't need a bunch. A bottle will last you a really long time. Uh, so I would encourage you to start with that. Uh, unless you, you got hair all over, then that long yeah, works. You can't like no caveman out here in 2021. No. Like, we, like we're trying to go to <laughs> Kentucky, have the finest of whiskeys with a lawnmower, nice little fade. If you want to keep a mullet down there, you can, you know, just trim it up. But it's That's 2021, man. Manscaped. We're keeping it clean out here, fellas. Coupon code SG at checkout. 20% off, free shipping. Technology has gone too far for you to be ungroomed and to be unmoisturized right. on your balls, right? You, you got to keep them moist. Pause. This is this is this is why we invest in research and development, you know? So shout out to our friends over at Manscaped. Well, Silk, you got any other uh, commentary, any other thoughts, anything that you want to touch on this week? Or I don't want to touch on anything, Daniel. Uh, well, <laughs> I want to give a quick shout-out to my man Harrison. Uh, he's on the podcast. Everybody know Harrison on Twitter. He does the podcast on our network called West to Play, uh, gambling podcast. But he just transferred over from Oklahoma University to the University of Florida. So I want to give my little homie a whole lot of love, man. You know what I'm saying? Welcome, baby. That's a guy that we've watched growing up on the timeline. Now that I know that he's going to transfer as a junior, now think about how far ago Harrison and I first interacted. He's been around a long time. So shout out to Harrison. He's a guy that's you. Know, he's, one first, he's one of the first people I met like doing all this stuff. Like just I because I started popping up at random camps as a as a grown man. They was popping up these little kids with cameras. They I think they called themselves South Florida Sauce or something like that back then. It was like him and a little camera crew. Um, but yeah, man, just, they floated around a lot, man. They're not adults. I feel old now. These boys almost got real jobs. Yeah, shout out to uh, to I don't I don't know if we we talked about it, but shout out to to those you know listeners that that got into University of Florida, that transferred to University of Florida. Certainly, you don't need to be uh, a graduate or a student at University of Florida to be a a big Gator. But I know for a lot of students, uh, it's a huge achievement and a huge accomplishment. Uh, so if you got in, or you're a student at UF, we want to hear from you. Uh, but Harrison is my dude. Uh, excited for him. Excited for him to. It's always awesome when somebody's able. To to live out their dream. Um, and I'm excited to see what Harrison is going to be able to do in Gainesville. I think he got into the College of Journalism. So I would expect that you'll probably see some articles. No, he's yet. about to be working with us. Like, yeah. he, he got to be working with Stadium Miguel in some capacity, man. I'm excited about that, man. I, I got some things I'm going to talk to him about. But he's on campus, man, you know? Yeah, he's 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 got <laughs> – got to get him on the payroll. We, yes, we've, got, we've got some payroll uh, money opened up recently, so – uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you, Harrison, but congratulations uh, to you. Silk, I think that that is the end of our show. Somebody on the timeline said, hey, what are your thoughts on the Will Miles article? Uh, it looks like it is a step-by-step -step, uh, absolute demolition of Mike Bianchi's article. 
uh, have not had the chance to read it. Uh, we'll talk about it on the next uh, episode. <laughs> really uh, doing, like doing like uh, article beef now. Like what's going on? It seems it seems like it. it this is a absolute uh, just annihilation using Click, clickbait beef. Yeah, using charts, using graphs, all of the things that you love uh, in articles that you read. Silk, um, but yes, we will read the article from Will Miles that. Let's have Will on. We'll come talk yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. About we'll, that. we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll holler at you. It. We'll get you on the uh, the next yeah. show. I uh, would love to talk to you a little bit more. Will Miles uh, is a great uh, is a great follow. Uh, odor owner, pardon me, of readingreaction.com. He also does some stuff uh, on Gators Breakdown as well. And I think he does an article with uh, with Gator Country uh, every once in a while as well. So we'll uh, we'll talk to Will. Try to get him on the show next week. Got a couple other guests that we're lining up for uh, the next few weeks as well. Uh, so again, the elite guests will not stop moving forward. Uh, I so wanted to do a guest this week, but uh, uh, clearly we couldn't. Yeah, clearly we couldn't. We had a lot to talk about, some things to get off. Uh, but we will we'll be back on next week. Hit us up. We always like we always do this. Uh, probably two or three times a year. Tag anybody. You guys have three homework assignments. Uh, the third is to, to tag anybody or reach out to us about people that you want to hear from, former players, coaches, anybody. Obviously, we know you want to hear from Steve Spurrier. We're working on it. Tim Tebow, those kind of folks. But anybody else, you know, we've always found that anybody that we get on the show has a cool story, interesting story. Sometimes it's the one that weren't the, you know, the biggest players on, on campus and have some of the best stories. So anybody that you grew up, you know, there's players like OJ small that I'm talking to, right? Like never a guy that had a huge impact at the university of Florida, but a guy I remember growing up watching. So who are the people that you remember watching? Who are the basketball players or volleyball players, whoever they might be, we want to get as much content as we can. Uh, and we want to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Who got the song? I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. So, so I picked this one out specifically, and, I, and then I also had to re read the lyrics to make sure that what I thought the song was saying was actually what the song was saying. Because, you know, when you get into rap music, sometimes you just get you know enticed by the beat and everything else. And so yeah, yeah, you get yeah, yeah. it. So, from me to you, my brother, we're going to play – this is going to shock the world. We're going to play my boy, Lil Baby. Okay. And we're going to play his song, My Dog. That's so so you, my friend. Oh, okay. I appreciate that, my guy. <laughs> I appreciate that gesture, my guy. <laughs> that's that's from me to you, my dude. I appreciate that, dog. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, let's, let's continue to do great things, my brother. My hey, friend, My friend, can't. I'll see you. Same corner, same time. Same corner, same time next week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we are going to get a facts-only show uh, up here pretty soon. We just want to make sure that some of these dominoes continue to fall before we do that so we're not having to drop two, three episodes to catch you guys up. So know that that's coming. Uh, Shout-out to our boy Connor uh, as well. Already. Cam, Cam take, take us out of here. Take us out of here, baby. <laughs> I love it. We'll see you guys. Baby, baby, oh, back. That is my dog. That is my dog. Show that is my dog. That is my dog. Show that is my dog. Me and my dog.
She said she ready to pull up. As soon as I get there, I'ma be on the floor now. I'm on my way, I'm going fast. I'm coming home to get you home. I'm on my way, I'm going fast. I'm coming home to get you home. I'm on a thousand dollars on my neck. Know the fifty thousand on my wrist. Every with me real rich. Having pressure about the bitch. I got all my cases dismissed. I don't go back and forth on the internet. Real don't get into that. I'm tryna get in on my for real. I'm tryna get in on my. Me and my dogs, me and my dogs, we tryna run your house. We want them bricks, we want them money. You can keep all of the pounds. I can't be these little bitty, cause they be running they mouth. I'm really running this town. Frank Mueller, watch for my wrist. Know the 30,000 in my fist. Cocaine all in my pill. I don't take drugs no more. Baby mama tripping by the. I'm just tryna take care of my kid. I've been in the trenches getting rich. I don't know another way to go. That's my dog for sure. That's my dog. That's my dog for sure. That's my dog. Me and my dog. We get them two in a row. Me and my dog. We get them two in a row. They just keep on calling. She said she ready to pull up. As soon as I get there, I'ma be on the floor now. I'm on my way. I'm going fast. I'm coming home to get you. I'm on my way. I'm going fast. Down rollies for the clip, got these dancing on it. The they gon' wait in line for this drill. I'ma give a mind and deal. I'ma try to kill it for the real. Thirty thousand dollars in my ear. Ain't gotta sign no deal. Made a half a meal last year. I just came home from the camp. Twenty days, whole hundred bands. Got a feeling like the man. All these know who I am. Hit the ground running, I ain't can. Put a hundred bricks in the van. Give a thousand pounds to my man. Blow the money fast as I can. Sign to the streets, no advance. Tryna rip me out my pants. Cause they heard a young in bands. They don't know that I ain't going for nothing. Only gave the bitch a couple hundred. Big dog, you a runner. Run off on the plug, change my number. Drop top coops for the summer. That's my dog for sure. That's my dog. That's my dog for sure. That's my dog. Me and my dog. Me and my dog. We in a row. Me and my dog, we get them two in a row They just keep on calling She said she ready to pull up As soon as I get there, I'ma be on the floor now I'm on my way, I'm going fast I'm coming home to get you I'm on my way, I'm going fast I'm coming home to get you